Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Today is Thursday, the 29th of September, and this is Here First from IPR News. I'm Julie Englander. New polling on abortion shows a majority of Americans support abortion access, at least for the first trimester. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith reports on the results of this year's Grinnell College National Poll. 69% of Americans say abortion before the 15th week of pregnancy should be a guaranteed right, not left to elected officials. That includes 47% of respondents who said they voted for President Donald Trump in 2020, 77% of people under the age of 35, and 50% of people who identify as evangelical. Peter Hansen is the director of the Grinnell College National Poll. Once Roe was struck down, uh, I think what happened is that Republicans quickly discovered that they were much more supportive of abortion rights uh, than Republican elected officials had calculated. And so we have seen some backpedaling as they have retooled um, some of their ideas in, in response to the opposition they've been getting. Hansen made his comments to IPR's River River. Crews from Mid-American Energy left Iowa yesterday to help southern states recover from Hurricane Ian. Spokeswoman Tina Hoffman says 79 volunteers from across the state are heading to Atlanta to help Georgia Power restore service to its customers. They'll go where they're needed, and um, we're prepared to, to uh, help with the restoration efforts. We certainly know firsthand the damage that, uh, that storms can do and how important it is to restore service as quickly and as safely as possible. They'll be gone for up to two weeks. Just a year ago, crews from Mid-American worked in New Orleans to help restore power following Hurricane Ida. The U.S. Department of Agriculture spent over $7 billion in recent years on two of its largest conservation programs. But very little of that money went to climate-smart practices, according to a new report from the Environmental Working Group. Some funding went to practices that increase greenhouse gas emissions. For instance, waste storage facilities from large animal feeding operations release methane into the atmosphere. But Ryan Flickner of the Kansas Farm Bureau says that though climate-smart practices are important, practices like waste storage are essential for protecting natural resources. There is an underlying resource concern that even non-climate, quote-unquote, smart practices are still helping protect for future generations. A USDA spokesperson said the agency has since started programs and enhanced existing ones to support the adoption of climate-smart agriculture. Federal officials are reporting a drop in the number of COVID-19 hospitalizations in Iowa. As of yesterday, 175 Iowans hospitalized have tested positive for the virus. That's down from more than 200 last week. State officials say more than 2,700 positive COVID tests have been reported in the past seven days, a significant decrease from last week's number. State officials confirmed 26 additional deaths in the past seven days. More than 10,000 Iowans have died from the virus. According to the Centers for Disease Control, 55 percent of all Iowans have received their primary COVID vaccine series and first booster dose. Northwest Iowa agencies began getting 911 calls yesterday morning about a large fire at the Casey's along Highway 18 on the west side of Hull. 
The Hall Fire Department responded and found the roof area of the business engulfed by fire. Employees inside when the fire started and also reported an explosion that occurred inside shortly after flames and smoke were seen. All of the employees were able to safely evacuate the business and no one was injured. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. If a survivor of childhood sexual abuse tells someone what happened to them, studies suggest most don't do it until well into adulthood. But many Iowans abused as children run out of time to sue their abusers at age 19. That's one of the strictest time limits in the country. Iowa Public Radio's Katerina Sestarek reports survivors and some lawmakers are working to change that with the hope that they can protect other kids from abuse. A few months ago, Sarah finally found the right words to describe what happened to her in high school. Up until this spring, I would tell people like, oh, I had an affair with my teacher. It's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You were groomed and sexually assaulted by your teacher. Those are vastly different statements. Sarah says she didn't like the teacher when he first started working at her school in Johnson County. But she says he slowly manipulated her and then started sexually abusing her when he was in his late 20s and she was 17. It went on for nearly two years. So he learned a lot about me and my family and my insecurities and all these different things um, that he then used against me to then use his classroom as a hunting ground for assaulting children, essentially. Sarah, now in her mid-30s, confirmed that the teacher had another alleged victim after her, this time in Illinois. She felt ready to do something about it, but she quickly found out Iowa law was standing in her way. The Iowa legislature removed the time limit on criminal charges for sexually abusing children last year. But it's not retroactive, so that doesn't help Sarah or anyone else who was over 33 years old when the bill was signed. And her time to sue her abuser ran out many years ago. Man, it hurt, right, to be like a born resident of Iowa and see that just because I happen to live a couple hours west of somebody else, I have completely different rights, legal rights to come forward as a victim and hold somebody accountable for assaulting a child, you know, and trying to protect other children from this person. Sarah has asked us to only use her first name because she doesn't want to jeopardize her ongoing efforts to get her abuser out of the classroom. Sarah filed a police report this summer. It lists the alleged offense as sexual exploitation by a school employee. The report says Sarah has extensive documentation of the teacher's actions in a journal, and she provided a statement from a witness. Still, her only hope for seeking some measure of justice through the courts lies with state lawmakers, who could remove the time limit on child sex abuse lawsuits and make it retroactive. As of last year, 24 states allowed victims barred by legal time limits to file lawsuits, and 15 states got rid of the time limit entirely. I think it's important for Iowans to understand that our child sex abuse laws are the worst in the nation. That's State Senator Janet Peterson, a Democrat from Des Moines. She's filed a lot of bills that would extend or end the civil statute of limitations for child sex abuse. They shouldn't um, be shut out from justice by having an arbitrary deadline on when they can, you know, seek damages of their perpetrator and institutions that covered up the crime. Peterson's bills have stalled in the legislature year after year. Groups representing the Catholic bishops of Iowa, school 
boards and civil defense lawyers have publicly registered their opposition to some of these proposals. Republican State Senator Brad Zahn of Urbandale says he supports changing the law, but he says he hasn't been able to get enough support from Republican members of the committee he chairs for the GOP to move the bill forward. The concern was that what if there's just all these lawsuits that are filed that are unfounded uh, in regards to accusing someone of Uh, sexual abuse. But false accusations in these cases are exceedingly rare. That's according to Catherine Robb, executive director of Child U.S. Advocacy. She's also a survivor of child sexual abuse. She says survivors still have to prove their cases in court with evidence. The number one thing I hear from survivors more than anything else is, I just don't want this to happen to another child. It's not about the money. It's about accountability and protecting children now and into the future. Rob says changing the law will help expose people like the teacher who allegedly assaulted Sarah and at least one other student. Sarah has spent months calling lawyers, advocates, and education officials trying to get some action taken against the teacher who manipulated and assaulted her. And this has all left her with one big question. Why are people in power and government protecting predators instead of empowering victims? I'm Katerina Sestarik, IPR News. A national sexual assault hotline is available 24-7 at 1-800-656-4673. This is Iowa Public Radio's Here First. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julie Englander.